Just Our Real Estate, episode number 106. All right, thank you and welcome. I appreciate you being here at Just Our Real Estate. My name is Mike Simmons, I'm your host, and I am absolutely honored and I'm happy that you're choosing to spend time with me. There are a lot of podcasts out there, tons of them, and really, really good ones too. And the fact that you're spending time here with me means a lot. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Before we get started, I just wanna let you know that my coaching program is off the ground, it is going really well, and I'm working with some really, really fantastic students. So I just wanted to let you know that we are live, and if you're interested in being a student of mine, you can go to juststartrealestate.com forward slash coach and everything you know need to know to apply will be right there. I am really looking forward to working with people this year. The first round of students that I have are just awesome. These guys are really cool and they're really excited and they're doing some great stuff and I, I think I'm helping them quite a bit. So I'm really looking forward to changing some businesses and changing some lives this year. So if you're interested in being a student of mine, get over there and apply. I would love to talk to you. I'm pretty much closed down for the month of March in terms of taking on new students, but starting the 1st of July, I'm gonna start up again and I'm accepting applications now. So if you're interested, go to juststartrealestate.com forward slash coach and we can talk. All right, I'm looking forward to talking to you. Now, on to the show. All right, thank you for joining me on this Quick Point episode. I'm really, really thrilled that you're here and I'm happy to be spending some time with you here today. In this episode, we're gonna discuss follow-up and, and why I think that follow-up is the absolute key. It really is. I mean, there's a lot of things that I talk about that are important, and they are, but you know, follow-up is one of those things that it just is really tough for a lot of people, and I think that it's key. So I'm going to discuss follow-up and the effect it will have on your business, no matter how experienced or how new you are to this business. You know, I've struggled with improving my follow-up over the years. It's not something that I was naturally good at, and you know what? Sometimes I still have to work at it. It's, it's not something that's really easy all the time, but I can tell you that your competition is having a hard time with it as well. So the sooner you master it, the sooner you will explode your business. You know, follow-up for whatever reason, and, and anyone who's in sales will tell you, Follow-up is, is really the key, and a lot of people are just really bad at follow-up. So, you know, a lot of times things don't work out the way you want them to the first time you take a shot at them, whether it be a client meeting or, you know, for real estate investing, talking to a seller or talking to, you know, somebody who you want to partner with. A lot of times, it, you know, it takes several follow-up meetings, follow-up communication, phone calls, follow-up emails, and I don't mean in a pestering way. I don't mean where you just relentlessly pester someone until something works out for you. I'm just saying doing the proper follow-up. So what exactly do I mean by follow-up? Well, I mentioned a couple things, but let's go through those and talk about them a little bit. So it can mean a lot of different things, but here's a couple of things that it can mean and how it can apply to real estate. Following up on a house that you're interested in, but 
you need the price to drop more, right? So you find a house, let's just say on the MLS, and it's got an asking price that's just too high, but it's a great house in a great area, and you kind of just watch that house. If You should watch it day after day, week after week, and wait for the price to drop to the point that you think that it makes sense for you. But if you just look at the MLS and you say, okay, no houses on here, and you don't look again for a month, you could miss the opportunity to track some of these houses. You follow up with the houses that you're interested in and the ones that you think might stay on the market for a few weeks and watch their price drop so that you can get in there and make an offer on it as soon as it drops to the level or to the price that you want it to you can go in there and and make an offer so following up on those leads that you get are critical you can't just look at a lead it's not good discard it and never think about it again that's just not it's not reality for a real estate investor also, another one is following up with sellers that are not quite ready to sell when you speak to them. So you may you know, do a campaign, a marketing campaign to motivated sellers um, of some of some kind and you talk to them and at the time when you you know when you talk to them, maybe they just decided to sell their house or you know they just you know missed their first couple of payments and they're they're looking at possible foreclosure but maybe it's so early on in the process that they're not really coming to grips with where they are and what their financial situation is so you know they think that they hold all the cards and they're going to hold out for the top dollar on a house that maybe is outdated and needs some work done but you know, it's their house and they don't see it that way. They, they're they proud of their house and they love it, but you as a real estate investor have a more objective viewpoint and you can look around and say, yeah, I mean, it's a nice house, but it needs this and this and this in order to get top dollar and they just don't want to hear it. They think that it's going to get top dollar because they love it and everyone else is going to love it just like they do and, you know, they're not worried about foreclosure because it's it's so far away. But as the weeks and the months go by and they start getting letters from the bank and then, you know, um, you know, just letters from creditors and things, they start realizing the situation they're in and they're a little more willing to talk with you about, you know, maybe some creative purchase options or just a frankly a lower um, a lower price for their house. So that but if you don't if you don't follow up with them, if you don't come back to them after a few weeks or a month or whatever, you may never know because the next person who comes in and meets with them might be the one that's, you know, right in the front of their brain and it's right, you know, current with them and that's who they're going to sell to. So you need to follow up and keep going back and talking to motivated sellers or, you know, sellers who aren't that motivated when you talk to them the first time, but become motivated with time. Another uh, way that you can follow up is following up with people that you met at networking events. So colleagues, peers, people that are also investing in real estate, you know, you, you strike up a conversation and hit it off and next thing you know, one of you or both of you are saying, hey, let's get together sometime for coffee and talk a little more about our business and see if there's any way that we can help each other and then you go home after the event and you never call the person and they never call you, right? It's a missed opportunity for follow-up with someone who maybe could benefit your business, maybe you could benefit theirs or better yet, you're, it's mutually beneficial to you both to stay in touch and work together and sort of network and share ideas and, and goals and things like that. You know, it, a lot of times those those friendships and those peer groups are really key to keeping your business on track and relevant and so that you know what's going on and, you know, you're able to benefit from everybody else's knowledge. So, but if you never follow up after that first networking, networking event, you'll never know what, what could have been. Another way is following up with a potential partner. 
Now, this is a little different than, than just a colleague or a peer. This is someone who you might want to partner with on a deal. Maybe they you know, have some, some holes in their game or in their business that, that you're good at, and, and maybe you two are a good fit to either form a, an actual partnership, a business together, or you know, maybe just partner on, on certain projects that you, you know, can be of help to each other. But again, if you don't follow up, if one of you just says, hey, you know, you've got this skill, and you know, I, I really need that sometimes, and, and I'd be willing to pay you, and you know, maybe we can work out something. And the other person says, "Yeah, you know what? I would really like to do that. I, I think I could help you." And you know, it's all great. And then you never call them. You know, you didn't follow up with them. So how are they supposed to help you? And how are you supposed to help them if you don't follow up? So you have to you have to maintain these relationships and, and make calls and shoot out emails or a text message here and there um, and meet up and talk. That's how that's how this business is done. Another way that you can follow up is following up with a potential investor, like a private investor. So, you know, these relationships don't happen with one meeting. You know, you're at a networking event, you sit out for 10 minutes, and next thing you know, you have a private investor who wants to give you hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars. It just isn't gonna happen that way. I don't think anybody's that charming. So, you know, you have to meet with them more than once in order to make some of these things go down the way you would like them to and the way the other person is comfortable. So. These are just some of the areas that you can work to improve your follow-up. Oftentimes, your initial meeting with a colleague will not either, you know, will not net either of you anything. Um, but if you follow up, everyone has a better opportunity to find ways to benefit each other. So, you know, I've had meetings with peers in real estate, but it wasn't until the fourth or fifth meeting that it finally became apparent that we should work together. And on top of that, I've spoken with sellers that simply weren't ready to sell. Like I said earlier and they thought they could just get top dollar for their house, like I said. So after a few months, I contacted them again and they're ready to sell. They've gotten more realistic about their situation and about their house's value right now. And you know, potential investors, private investors, that's another example that we talked about, right? It's super important to follow up with private investors, even you know whether they're potential private investors for you or current private investors, follow up, follow up, follow-up, right? You don't want to become a memory, a distant memory to them. You want to be in the front of their brain all the time. In my experience, private lenders um, lend to people. They don't lend to companies, right? So if you have a great company name and a cool logo, that is not going to entice a lender, a private lender, to give you money, right? But consequently, if you have no logo and a crappy name, but you're just a really genuine person who really knows their stuff and they're able to, you're able to get them a nice return on their money and you have a proven track record, they will lend you money, <clears throat> even without a logo or without a great company name. So companies do not make you comfortable. People make other people comfortable. And many times it takes two, three four or more meetings to form a good relationship with a private investor. But if, if only after one meeting with a private investor or a potential private investor, you stop calling that person, they'll usually just move on to another person or just invest their money elsewhere. So it's absolutely critical that you practice follow-up. And like I said, it's it's one of the areas that for whatever reason, people generally have a, a, a tough time trying to do it effectively. Whatever you have to do to make that happen. I would say, and what I do for me, pretty simple is, you know, I put all my appointments in my Google, uh, Google calendar. 
So I just, I, I make appointments for myself or reminders to follow up with people so that I don't have to remember to follow up, right? So I have a lot going on and all my follow-up appointments or follow-up calls that I need to make or emails, they all just pop up at a certain time and remind me, hey, you have to follow up with this person. You talked to him a week ago. They said to give him a call back in a week and maybe they'd be interested. So you need to call them back. And then that helps me remember. It can be something that simple or you can use, there's a lot of apps and a lot of software for, you know, a business management or project management or time management. So you can use anything you want that works. I'm not going to tell you what what um, software or what tool to use, but you know a simple calendar in your smartphone can do wonders. So use it. Put those appointments in there. Don't try to remember because that's the other pitfall that people fall into, and I did too. Just thinking, I'll remember. It's important. I'll definitely remember. I don't have to remind myself or or set a calendar reminder. I'll remember because it's important. Wrong. You get busy. You other things become very important to you at the moment, and you can very easily forget. So set those calendar reminders and make sure that you're following up. I was told very early on in my business by my mentor that follow-up is the aspect of business that most people do poorly and that good follow-up will make you much more successful as a real estate investor. And you know what? He was right. Every time I'm good at follow-up and every time I follow up diligently, good things happen in my business and I make money. So I want you to practice follow-up. I want you to get better at it. And if you have any any problems that you want to talk about with me, feel free to give me an email, shoot me an email at mike at juststartrealestate.com, or you can put them in the show notes at this page, which is juststartrealestate.com forward slash episode 106, and we can talk about it there. And if you have any great tools that you suggest, by all means, put them in the show notes. Let people know so they can see what tools you're using that you find effective, and we can all help each other that way. Okay, that's all I have for today. Until next time. Before we go today, I wanted to remind you to go to our sponsor at juststartrealestate.com forward slash rent prep. When you go there and enter the promo code just start, you will receive their landlord form bundle for free. Also, when you use the promo code just start, you will receive 10% off of all of their screening products. So go there today, check them out and enter the promo code just start. Okay, until next time, if investing in real estate is your dream, there's only one way you can make it a reality. Just start. 